I'm Greg Thomas, and welcome to Work Talk, where we discuss some of the most important issues facing your business with some of the smartest minds in the business. Today, we're going to talk about disruption and how it's changing business and how the finance function is helping businesses prepare and be able to compete. With me today is Naved Qureshi, associate partner from IBM, and he's going to help us break it down. Welcome, Naved. Thank you. It's good to have you here. So um, why don't we start just a little bit with your background? What do you do at IBM and, and how do you help your clients? I'm an associate partner. I'm in the what we call the center of uh, center of competency for finance, risk and fraud. I specifically focus on finance transformation. And what that is, is I work with CFOs and CFO organizations across industries and across the world on their operating model, KPIs, strategy, process, all the way to technology. Yeah. And disruption is the topic of the day. So uh, business is changing and it's changing maybe faster and more than it ever has in the past. What's what's driving all that? So there are a couple of forces, a number of forces. Uh, cloud is a, is a big one, obviously. Uh, Internet of Things, uh, mobile, um, and then uh, cognitive. So an example, you know, everybody thinks about Uber and Airbnb and things that are going with Amazon, et cetera. Um, but take, for example, a farm equipment manufacturer. And obviously they, they manufacture different pieces of equipment for farmers, and sell it, et cetera. Well, they've, they've one equipment manufacturer we've been working with in the past, they put sensors on their equipment for really just preventative maintenance and to figure out how to continuously improve the product, what fails, what works better in certain soil conditions, what works better in certain weather conditions, et cetera. And what they found is after they've, they've gathered all this information um, from products that were deployed or the install base, let's call it that, um, they had a corpus of information that was very valuable not just for themselves, but potentially for the farmers. Um, you know, what's the best equipment to use and what setting and what climate and what soil condition, et cetera. And so the thought then is, how is that going to change my business model? Well, do you just add that as a free add-on to your equipment? Do you sell it separately? Are you now going to change your whole business model and say, we're not going to necessarily just manufacture equipment. We'll manufacture it and lease it along with soil, along with a number of other pieces, and help the farmer uh, you know, have an optimum sort of farming experience. Um, all of that has huge implications for the business. You're going from a product or manufacturing base to some sort of hybrid, at, at the very least, to all the way to maybe a potentially new business model. Mm -hmm. And that's something just, you know, one technology, Internet of Things, and, and some big data in terms of, you know, weather. For example. So that's one example of a, a significant change. That's maybe a non-traditional example of what you'd normally think about Uber and Airbnb, et cetera. Well, and it's a great example of how that kind of disruption, these, these technologically driven changes, are sweeping across all industries. It's not just, as you said, the Ubers and the Airbnbs and the ones we traditionally think about. So I know IBM's done some, some survey work. You went out and talked to uh, CFOs and the C-suite in general worldwide. Um, what's top of mind for the, for the finance function? So, so we've done a number of studies, um, and more and more, it's the same issues. They think, for example, let's look at competition. Um, they are aligned with CEOs and thinking that more of their competition going forward is going to come from outside their industry, right? And the forces driving are the same things, cloud, mobile, um, Internet of Things, and more and more cognitive. And obviously, the, the CFO would be in the cutting front of that on how that would change their business model. And perhaps monetize some of that, some of that uh, ability. So CFOs and finance organizations have sometimes historically been thought of as, as being fairly risk averse. So when, when you talk to them about these sort of disruptive technologies, 
Um, how do they view these? They view them as, as uh, an opportunity or, or sort of more of a, a challenge? So the finance leaders, and what I mean, what I mean by finance leaders are the, the folks that have higher EBITDA and higher revenue growth than their counterparts. They completely see this as a, um, not just an opportunity, but opportunity they're leading. So, for example, going back to our study, there are about seven practices we found that these finance leaders are doing very well, and it's highly correlated with higher EBITDA and higher revenue growth. So for a financial efficiency perspective, in other words, getting the processes done right, they have a single chart of accounts, standard processes, uh, common data definitions, and uh, enterprise-wide information standards. So that gets them to close the books quickly. It, It reduces iterations. Um, that data is generally accurate or accurate as, as needed for statutory for sure. Um, that's sort of um, running everyday stuff. They got table that. Table stakes. Table stakes. They got all that done. On the inside side, they've integrated their operational and financial planning. So there's one, one forecast, for example, not a supply chain forecast and a finance forecast. Mm-hmm. They have a common planning platform to help them with do that. And they're spending a lot more time and they're, they have advanced capabilities to finance talent, finance talent, not just talent in general. Mm. So they've gotten all of those practices down. And now what they're really spending their time more on are things like M&A, um, demand and forecast planning, um, profitability, and product mix. And that's where they're really adding value to the business. So we, so we talk and, and hear a lot about how, how finance is, is trying to do those things, become more of a strategic partner to the business. Uh, helping to drive the business. Um, what are some of the biggest ways that, that you hear CFOs talking about, about doing that? I would say some of the more um, holistic thinkers see it as an opportunity to change their whole organization, right? So technology is always gonna help you. It's always gonna be more efficient uh, up to a point, right? Up to the point where your organization needs to catch up, your training needs to catch up, your skills need to catch up. And so the, the leaders that are trying to affect that change would really think more about an operating model change, uh, a whole organization change, and and they can they use the technology as a catalyst to do that. So so you touched on technology. So so what are some of the technologies that finance is bringing to bear to to, to get them there? So uh, advanced analytics, um, obviously cloud. So if you're, if you're a new business, you would never think about necessarily putting um, an ERP system on premise. Well, why would you even think if you're completely new? Obviously, if you're like if you're established business, you have systems on premise. There's different issues there, um, but that's one. You know, where it gives you so much agility to um, ramp things up, ramp things down, variableize the cost, the way you structure the contract. Another technology that I would say in the last two years, um, and I do a lot of work around KPIs and performance management. Um, I have not been in a CFO organization that doesn't expect a performance dashboard, not just on their um, laptop, obviously, not just on their iPad, but on their phone. And so some technologies there, which really will affect the way people think in terms of performance management, for example. So exception-based management, right? So the standard thing even now, some some fairly advanced dashboards, you'd have a, you go to to the dashboard and you'd have a landing page of your, you know, key key performance indicators and some sort of drill down, et cetera. And that's, you know, fairly good. It's, it's on, your, on your laptop. The cutting edge of that, the cutting edge technology of that is that that technology is enabled with some sort of cognitive application. So it's predictive, cognitive, and dynamic. What do you mean by dynamic? Do you really want to see your revenue thing that says green all the time? 
Or do you want to get a mobile alert on your phone saying, take a look at this particular KPI in this particular region, because we are predicting in the next period that this may happen. And when you look at your dashboard, you will have the you know the whole stream there. It pops up automatically of the most. What's the most important thing to look at today? It determines it and tells you. So so it's a different world for for finance organizations to bring these kinds of technologies uh, to bear. Um, what does this mean from a from a talent perspective and the kind of skills that, that finance needs to to have and and also to, to find elsewhere within the organization? Traditionally, there've always been you know, and you're always going to have still uh, you have to have CPAs and accountants. There's there's an aspect of that business that's always going to be there. When you're talking about specific skills, things like data scientist skills, statistical analysis, business acumen, the ability, maturity, and and confidence to constructively challenge the business. Um, the challenge today in some organizations, we're spending 80% of the time trying to figure out what the number is in terms of budget or the forecast, and only 20% of the time trying to develop action plans to make it. Leaders have flipped that quite, a, quite around quite a bit. So they're spending you know, 80% of the time on action plans about the forward, the forward looking. So you have the capability to do that. The things that you, any proper um, career talent organization will have. You'll have rotational programs so that mm-hmm. how do you have people understand the business? Put Draw people from the business in and push them back out. That's one way of doing it. Early promotion or high potential programs to to really give a path to those high, high potential folks. Um, and then statistical or analytical sort of skills. So so when a person comes in, they're not, am I going to be doing accounts payable transactions for the rest of my life? No. Am I going to be a junior business partner for the rest of my life? No. Uh, you know, there's there's different ways to go around that path. And if they have that path specifically for finance, um, which is what the finance leaders do, um, you're going to have a very compelling career path, a very compelling way to keep, um, keep and retain talent and attract talent, the best talent. Um, and really, you want to drive that towards uh, where the future of the business is going. Yeah, I, li- I like this notion of, of sort of the career corkscrew that you're moving back and forth between the business and sort of these functional horizontal areas to, to as you say, build those skills and, and then really be grounded in what's the business really trying to do so that you can more meaningfully contribute. Exactly. So a lot of ground we've covered here today. Um, if, uh, if someone's watching and they think, wow, I'd really like to take my finance organization in this direction, uh, what advice would you give them? How do they start? Yeah, I, I would say start with um, uh, defining your strategic priorities in terms of the engagement. Um, and where, where does the organization want to be? Is it a, a pure, you know, if you really just want to do cost reduction, if you really want to increase business insight, if you want to do um, some, if you're having certain issues, restatements, figure out what your priorities are. Um, then ha- establish some design principles around what, where you want to get to. Um, and that'll help you draw the roadmap. You know, whether, uh, you know, people, uh, data, technology, um, process, um, all of those different streams, um, those priorities, the design principles help you draw that that roadmap out. And then the very important thing is to do proof of concepts. Um, you don't have to wait until everything's set before you do that. That'll help show quick wins. Um, it'll energize the organization around those wins, um, and it'll show uh, actual value as, as you're executing the roadmap. So that's all the time we have today. Um, thanks for joining us on Work Talk. I'm Greg Thomas. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me.